Welcome back to a podcast greater than yourself, season two. I'm John Barleycorn. And I am Fred. And once again, this is season two of a podcast greater than yourself, our series called Clear Cut Directions, where each episode, a speaker takes you through the clear cut directions for a specific step or steps right out of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. So yeah, enjoy, enjoy this episode. And uh, as always, we'd love to hear your feedback on all the podcasts that are coming out. Reach out to us at podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com. Yeah, or or hit us up on Instagram at podcastgreaterthanyourself or at dr underscore silkworth. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the episode. Okay. Uh, My name is Joe. I'm an alcoholic, and um, it is my great pleasure and uh, privilege to talk about Step 10 uh, on this ep of the podcast. Uh, Step 10 is on page 84. It's the second full paragraph. You know that you're at Step 10 because it starts, this thought brings us to Step 10. Um, I'm going to read the instructions for Step 10. It says, this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. So that, that is, those are the instructions for step 10. But there's a ton of stuff in there. Um, step 10, the way I think about it is like it's a continuation of the the whole inventory process that we do. We just got done doing four through nine, right? And step 10 is a point where we're kind of, you're synthesizing. It's like a high level synthesis of all the work that we've already done so far. Um, and, and that's really what this paragraph says. And um, so I'm just going to go through it a little bit more specifically. So, you know, it says, we, it, it says we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. So like we just, we just went through the inventory process. We just looked how to do that. Right. You're in, you're four columning your resentments, you're three columning your fears. So the way I do fear inventory is we, I do like a three, a three column kind of situation. It's not, it's, it's all based on what's in the, the big book, but I know people kind of do that. Some people do it differently. So you don't have to do it this way, but for me, it's a three column thing. Um, I take that to be, when it says continue to take personal inventory, I really only know how to take inventory one way, and that's writing it. It doesn't literally say to write it, but I no, I don't have it with me. I, I typically I carry around a uh, a notebook and I use it. It's just like a little notebook, and I use it for um, for this right and other stuff too. But um, if I'm if I catch something, you know, resentment, fear. Uh, dishonesty, 
if I think about it and if I'm, if I'm doing this correctly and we'll talk about that in a minute, but then I, I, I write it down. Um, it says we vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. I think that's really important that, so, you know, you don't have to complete all of your amends in step nine to start doing step 10 stuff. Right. Uh, as we're making it, my experience was that I made some amends. I think I was like three or four amends and then, um, started doing 10 and 11 and, um, you know, you don't have to, you, you can just start, right. It's, it's, it's one of those that you already know how to do, you know how to do a 10 step by virtue of getting, getting to a 10th step, right. Getting to the 10th step, you know what you're supposed to do. Um, says we've entered the world of the spirit if you flip back one page i think yeah the one page on page 83 when they're talking about ninth step they say the spiritual life is not a theory we have to live it so i've always interpreted that as saying like okay um this is all it's all you know groovy if you if you talked about doing your ninth step stuff but the process of making these amends is is what you know that is the spiritual life that's that is living a spiritual life is making amends when you've done wrong right we're we're now we're, we're one page forward and we're talking about step 10 and it says we've entered the world of the spirit right by virtue of having done some of these amends and having to having to try to sweep off your side of the street like you've entered the world of the spirit it says our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness for me i don't i can't grow in understanding and effectiveness by myself Right? It takes another human being to do, to grow, right? If, if I'm sitting at home and I, and, I, and I get resentful and I write it out and I do, the, I, I do the fourth column and then I don't talk about it with somebody or I don't, I just, I'm like, cool, and I put it in my pocket and I'm done. I'm not, I don't think that I'm growing in understanding and effectiveness because it's just, it's all self-contained. It's just more Joe uh, on top of more Joe. Uh, and I, I don't think that, I don't think that's the way that we grow. I, I, um, I think the process of taking it through another person or, um, you know, interacting with another person is, is an important part of it. You know, it's not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. So I, you know, continue to watch. So we've been, we've been, <laughs> watching it that's why we had to write our inventory that's why we had to go through it with another person in step five um yeah when, when these crop up not if everybody says that that's such so tired out like but it doesn't say if they crop up it says when uh because they will right um when these crop up we ask god at once to remove them we discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone um so what, you know, what I said, where we're going back through, it's, it's just like a, a synthesis of the amends or the, the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the inventory process. Um, for me, what this looks like, and this, this is AA plus Joe, but for me, what this looks like is when, when these crop up, I'll, precisely what I do is if I, if I notice a, you know, resentment, selfish, dis, dishonesty, or fear, I'm going to write a quick inventory on it. Then I'm going to try as, as soon as I can. I'm going to discuss it with somebody. Um, I'm going to read that inventory to someone the way that I read my my fourth step to somebody in a fifth step. Uh, I'm going to talk to that person about it. Sometimes quickly. Sometimes it's a longer talk. It just it just kind of depends. But after I do that, you know, 
then I'm going to ask God to remove this problem for me. And like, how do we do that? Well, in step six and seven, we did that already, right? So flip back to page, uh, was it 76? That's where we did steps, step six. It says, you know, we've emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are you now ready to let God remove from you all the things that you've admitted are objectionable, right? So step seven is humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings, the seven step prayer. So for me, I read it out, talked to somebody, I take it back to six. I look at, you know, I look at this problem. Am I, am I willing uh, to have God remove these things from me? Am I, am I done with this or do it? Would I like to be if I'm not? If the answer is yes, then I'm going to say that seven step prayer. Um, the next sentence, the, the second to last sentence in this paragraph says, then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. So that's, that's one of the things that makes this step so tricky. And one of the reasons it's such a wonderful step. And also it's been a difficult step for me personally is because if I, if I am having a bad day at work and I catch a, a really bad fear and I write it out and I take the time to call somebody about it. And then I talk to them about it. And then I pick up my big book and I look at page 76 and I say the six, I looked at six step six. I say the seven step prayer. I close my book. If I don't, turn my thoughts, resolutely turn my thoughts to someone that I can help, then I didn't do a 10 step, <laughs> which is the worst, right? I did, I did something. I did 90% of a 10 step, but I didn't do a 10 step, right? Um, resolutely turning my thoughts to someone I can help. I read that as being doing something helpful for somebody. It doesn't mean that it has to be, it doesn't mean that you have to immediately call another alcoholic. It may be that in my days, I don't, I don't necessarily have a person in mind or the time to do that, but it's like, I'm going to try to do something for somebody, even if it's just, uh, taking out my trash or, uh, calling a family member or, you know, something. I mean, the point is not the, the point is not what it is that I was able to do, or I was able to make somebody feel better or something like that. The point is that I'm, I'm getting out of myself. I'm not thinking about my shit anymore. Um, and you know, that is, that's when I'm able to be useful anyway. Um, so there's a lot to it. I mean, there's a lot in, in step 10 because it is all of those things smushed together, but you can see it's just literally just one paragraph. And there, there's other, there's other points about this that make me feel like, you know, they emphasize the speed with which we've gotten here right? It says we're continuing to take personal inventory. It's just like, it's just, a con, you know, it, it doesn't say, you know, we, we were sober for a year before we started doing step 10, right? We, we've done all of the work necessary to know how to do a step 10. Um, for me, it was pretty quickly. It's, you know, as soon as you've, as soon as you've started to make those amends, you're, you know what to do, right? And you can literally see, uh, you know, cont continue to watch, right? It's, you're, it's a continuation. Um, if you've done a thorough fourth step and you've had a good fifth step and you've like me, you sort of, you had, um, you were able to look at step six and seven and, and, and think hell fucking yes. Like I'm absolutely ready to do this. Um, then these 10 steps can be like a wonderful thing. Like it, it's, it's, there's this, there's a really awesome feeling to, 
the before and after of like, okay, an hour ago, Joe was absolutely spinning his wheels, like sweaty palms. Right. And uh, you go an hour later and I'm, I'm looking at page 76 and I'm, <laughs> you know, like I have on page 76, I have my, uh, like a list of things that came up in my fifth step. Right. And I can look at those and I can think about what's going on in my life and I can look at them and like literally laugh and chuckle and be like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is insane. I'm so ready for this to be, you know, removed. Please God remove this from me saying that seven step prayer feels awesome. Um, and then, you know, carrying that on to somebody else. If I do it, I, I, the reason I say, uh, the reason I, I make such a point about like, uh, if I haven't turned my thoughts to help somebody, then it's not a real 10 step. It's just, I've fucked that up many times. Right. <laughs> like this feel uh, like what'll happen is I say the seven step prayer. I'm like, that was fucking dope. I feel great. Uh, and then I immediately plunge back into <laughs> whatever I was doing right before this that got me all spun out. Um, I'm like, I feel great. I can finish this assignment at work. Uh, now that was, totally freaking me out. Thanks God for helping me to, you know, do my job that I'm required to do. I'll go back upstairs or whatever. I'll start working on that thing. And then I'm, I'm crazy again. There's two more paragraphs where they talked about, I guess three, three more, three more paragraphs that are germane to step 10, uh, on 84 and 85. There's a 10 step promises, which are like, maybe if you're a new person listening to this podcast, the 10 step promises are the most important thing that you can read right now. If you're struggling with, with, um, the obsession to drink, if you're having a hard time quitting, if you can't stop and stay stopped and you're looking for something, the 10 step promises are what you want, right? That's the 10 step promises are the only reason that I stuck around AA. So on page 84, the next paragraph, it says, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol for by this time, sanity will have returned. Uh, we will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it for, as from a hot flame, right? So it's like a 1930s way of saying like, you are not going to want to drink anymore, right? It's not going to be a problem for you. Uh, this problem, you, you will know, you know, we define sanity as, or insanity earlier in the book is the mental obsession. It's drinking against, drinking despite the fact that you know the consequences of picking up another drink could be, you know, a horrible situation or death and doing it anyway that's insane um here we're saying sanity will have returned right and for what does that look like it looks like you know very seldomly being interested in liquor and then if you are right if you are tempted recoiling as from a hot flame reacting sanely and normally right uh we talked about i'm sure whoever did the other steps talked about how if you uh if you're allergic to peanut butter, you just, and you have a bad peanut butter allergy or you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then you end up going to the hospital. You don't come home and eat another fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich because that's nuts. You just stop, right? That's a sane, normal reaction uh, to an allergy. What they're saying in 84 is um, that's what you'll do, but with alcohol, we will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That's the miracle of it. We're not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. Um, we have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. It's, it's insane um, because it, it sounds completely made up and it sounds like something that the, like, um, a person carrying a Bible would come and knock on your door and say to you, it just does not sound real. And, and I had no faith that it was real. Um, 
in the abstract, I was just like, that can't possibly be true. Because how, how do you imagine the absence of a thought? Like, how can you, how can you prospectively imagine that you will not be thinking about a thing? Like, you, you can't really, it's hard to do that. Um, but that has been my experience. And that has been the experience of everybody else that you've heard talk so far. Uh, and anybody that you hear on this podcast will have had that experience. Because if, if, if I hadn't had it, then I, w- I wouldn't be here, right? If I, if I, if this wasn't the, uh, if this wasn't my natural resting state, if this wasn't my reality where I was not thinking about drinking, then I wouldn't still be doing AA stuff. I would be drinking, right? It's just like, that's, that's, yeah. So the 10 step promises, hugely important. They will come true. But the huge caveat, as with all the other promises, is that you have to take the actions, right? Where there's actions and there's results. So the results that were promised on page, the bottom of page 84 and the top of 85 is that uh, this problem, this, this problem that has defined my existence for my entire adult life that I cannot manage and I cannot get out from under, this problem will be removed. So it's, that is the promise, right? That is the fucking promise. Um, what do I have to do? I have to do steps I have to do steps one through nine and I have to take ten steps, right? I have to do these ten steps, even if they even if they are challenging for me, even if I do have to you know resolutely turn my thoughts to someone that I can help, right? Um, the promise doesn't say, you know, if we think about doing a tenth step, if we think about doing the rest of these steps, if we think about X, Y, and Z, it's it's not that. It's that we we take these actions. Um so that segues very well into the penultimate paragraph of step 10 on 85. It says it is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. Uh, we are headed for trouble. If we do for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. Uh, I think that this is here. So this statement that it's easy to let go, to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels, they could, I mean, that's a true statement that they could put anywhere, right? Resting on our laurels, meaning when I read rest on our laurels, I mean, uh, I hear, or I think, um, it's pausing, being satisfied with the, the status quo. I'm resting on my laurels. I'm no longer, super motivated to do this work or continue to take these actions. Like, this is great. I'm satisfied with my life as it currently is. I will rest now on my laurels. Um, I, I think that the reason that they put, you know, it's important that they put that here on page 85. They could have put that in a lot of places, but I think they put it right after the 10th step because my experience every time, every morning when I read that, I think, okay, <laughs> it would be really easy, Joe, to ignore uh, resentments and fear throughout the rest of my day. Like I would, I would prefer to do that most days, right? That would be an easy thing to do. Uh, because my current Joe's life right now, my status quo is I don't think about drinking anymore. My life is fucking dope. It would be very easy for me to, um, to pump the brakes on these things. Uh, but it literally says we are headed for trouble if we do for alcohol as a subtle foe. Um, Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. 
uh, it is the proper use of the will. So this was the point I wanted to make earlier. My experience is that if I'm A, not doing 10 steps, or B, not really doing 80% of them and not completely doing them, or you know, if I'm phoning them in, um, I will do I will do the exact same thing that I just 10 stepped or started to 10 step or thought about 10 stepping. I will do it again. I will do it again probably soon, right? Um, when I do, you know, when I'm resting on my laurels and I'm not seeing these instructions all the way through, all the way from um, pausing when I, when, when I notice one of these resentments and, and acting on it all the way, that's the starting point all the way through to, you know, calling my mom or, um, helping my partner. Then my experience is that typically I'm not growing in understanding and effectiveness, just growing in understanding and effectiveness would be, okay, this problem uh, I, I felt this way because I did. So I'll, I'll just use an example, right? Uh, the thing that happens to me more than it, the, the fear that probably happens the most often in my life that is the most likely to get me spun out is that I will worry that I don't have enough time in my day to do a thing that I told someone at work that I would do, right? So, <laughs> which sounds so dumb, but so the situation, the way it arises is someone will ask me to do a thing I will know in my conscious mind that I am incapable of adequately doing the thing that it was asked of me within the time frame assigned. And they'll say, can you do this, Joe? And I'll say, you betcha, boss. I'm your guy, uh, golden boy Joe. And I'll take the assignment or whatever it is and then immediately start tweaking out about how I'm not to be able to get it done, right? And how does that manifest itself? Uh, I start doing a worse job. I start being... Uh, a little weirdo. I get cagey. Uh, I ignore other areas. Like people will call me, like people that I love may call me during that time. And I'm like, I don't have time to help you family person or friend or person from AA because I must do this thing. Right. Okay. Fast forward to the point where I've realized that I'm now living in fear. I have to do a 10 step. Um, you know, look at, I'm going to inventory it. Right. So what is it? It's a fear. What's the actor stuff that's going on there? Well, you know, I was dishonest with the person who asked me if I had time to do this thing, right? I didn't communicate adequately when I realized that I, that I, uh, was not going to be able to do a good job. Uh, I was self-seeking because I'm trying to control the way that this person at work thinks about me, right? I'm selfish because, uh, I think that this assignment, which may be is not that important is automatically the most important thing in this person's life and my life now, right? It's, it's the whole world is, you know, it's, it's revolves around me and whether or not I get this thing done. So that's my middle column is full. Third column is, you know, self self-centered, uh, selfish fear stuff going on in there. Um, say I do all that stuff. I, I, I'm able to recognize that that's what's happening. I talk it out with somebody. I say my prayer. I, um, I read the page 76 and 70, yeah, 76. And then I just jump right back into the same problem that got me there. Like I just jump back into that pot of boiling water. I don't, I don't, you know, 
do something for somebody else, I'm going to walk right back into that situation. I'm going to do it again tomorrow. If I'm not growing an understanding and effectiveness, I'm setting myself up to have this happen again and again and again. And, and when that happens, um, this is step 11 stuff, but when that happens, it's destroying my ability to be useful for other people, right? If I'm living in this garbage, then I'm not being able, I'm not helping other people. I'm not thinking of other people. I'm not um, improving my ability to do that. Uh, so every day is a day when I must carry the vision of God's will into all of my activities. And part of that is doing, uh, continuing to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Uh, the next paragraph, it's the last paragraph before they start step 11, but it says, much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from God, who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. So, step 10, and I, I think I mentioned already, but I started doing step 10 and 11 kind of the same time. I think the same time, like once you I've started to make amends, I'm going to do 10 and 11. And after, after I've done maybe a couple of those 10 steps and I've tried to live in step 11 for a few days, start doing 12 step stuff, right. Um, quickly, but it is a, a wonderful, it's almost inseparable to me from step 11 because 11, it's, it's almost easier for me because 11 is right when I wake up and it's right before I go to bed. It's really easy in those times in my life. Those are designated times to reflect, to pause, to breathe, to reflect. And it's helpful because it's right before I go to bed and it's right after I get up, right? There, there it's, uh, it's, it's easier to become routine. It's easier to, to take strength and comfort from those things. And they are a huge, important part of my life. Um, that's not the only time that I, that I get inspiration or direction. And it's not the only time that I, I, certainly not the only time I want inspiration and direction. What's, what my experience is that it's, I don't want to say more important, but it certainly can feel more important than I get inspiration and direction in the middle of my day when shit is going badly, right? Uh, this process of, continuing to watch requires that you, you, you have developed that and continue to be working on that relationship so that when you get a little inspiration, um, you can act on it. Right. Or like when you get a, when you realize that you're, you're spinning your wheels and that you're, um, living in fear that you can act on it. Um, that's why it's, you know, carefully following directions. That's, I really try to do these, uh, this step, the way that they describe it um, in this one paragraph on 84, right? I really try to, to follow these as if they were instructions um, carefully because this is, this is the, the recipe for, this is the process that we've like, systematized for continuing to, to that connection that I've established with God, right? To continue to improve it, to continue to pick up on more and more stuff so that I'm not repeating these same mistakes so that I'm able to be more useful to other people so that I'm, um, you know, happier is the nice side effect of it is that I'm just, you know, happier. Um, they call it a vital sixth sense. And it really is because you can, you do this a few times and you go, okay, a week ago, 
<laughs> a week ago, I did a dumb thing <laughs> and I was dishonest with somebody that I worked with and I like, I had a bad day and I had to 10 step that. And then oftentimes, you know, I guess I sort of skimmed over this, but, um, we make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. Right. So that's eight and nine steps, eight and nine stuff. It's the same thing in step 10. Um, there are times in, even in the situation, my hypothetical where I, I, uh, get all spun up at work where I owe amends to people. Right. And I have to make an amends to somebody. Um, there've literally been times where I'll be like, okay, I literally had to make amends to my boss a week ago. Right. Uh, like a, a work amends. It's I didn't go in and tell my boss like I'm, <laughs> I'm a sober member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I owe you an amends. But I did, I had to go, uh, you know, acknowledge that I'd messed something up, uh, because of, you know, this fear and resentment stuff. Right. So what my life looks like on a good day is a situation will arise similar to one that has previously happened to me. I've previously taken it through this process, this 10-step process, which is, again, an inventory, telling, the per- telling another person the inventory, uh, taking it through six and seven, and if I own amends, that's eight and nine, right? Smushing them all together, I do that, and if a situation arises again, hopefully, if I've grown an understanding and effectiveness, if I'm continuing to watch, if I'm still receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from God, I will have that inspiration to just pause, right? Just take a second before I respond to this email that is going to set off my wheels, like set me into motion whereby I will again be living in fear. Um, instead of just being like, golly gee, yes, sir. I will do that for you right away. Um, take a minute realizing that is exactly what I did last time. That is exactly what spun me out. And then not doing it, right? <laughs> and then, uh, and maybe maybe that doesn't look like uh, telling my boss to fuck off. Maybe that looks like me telling my boss, like, oh, you know, today's not great. Or like, I'm happy to do it for you in two days. Or like, just so you know, I'm really busy right now. Let me know how I can help that's less than what you just asked me to do, right? Um, that shit, if I, if I do that, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a panicked ball of you know, anxiety. I'm not, uh, lashing out on people. I'm not making decisions. I'm not taking actions based on self, which put place me in a position to be hurt. Um, and I'm able to be a much better member of my team at work. I'm a, I can come home at the end of the day and I'm not carrying that work shit with me. I'm able to be present with my partner. I'm able to in like go to an AA meeting and not be motherfucking everybody in there because I didn't have a, I wasn't, uh, shitting on, you know, I wasn't angry all day. Um, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And the last thing is if you don't, so I guess there's two things for me, this is not big book advice. This is practical Joe real world experience advice. Uh, continuing to watch resentment, selfish, dishonest fear, right? How do I know when those have happened? So sometimes, sometimes like a little thing will pop up, right? Maybe it's just like a tiny fear and maybe, you know, maybe that's something that you take through the, an inventory and maybe it's not. When I was brand new, a little thing that popped up, even if it was just momentary, I was going to inventory that, right? Because that's how, that's how I grow in understanding and effectiveness, right? I'm going to take that through this process. Um, I still will do that, but less often. What, what I know now, my experience now is that when I'm, uh, how do you know if you've, you know, if you're living in, in, uh, selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. For me, 
it's never just one thing. Like seldomly is it one thing. It, it'll, it starts off as like one thing. And so it's like a minor thing at work. And then all of a sudden it's like, and, um, I haven't done the dishes at home for three days and our bills are due soon. And, um, it's like, it becomes a bigger thing. And, and what started off as maybe what might have been had I acted, you know, relatively quickly, what might have been a very minor thing has now become, um, a bigger thing. And that's when I know for sure that I've crossed, I've now crossed the point at which I should definitely do an inventory. Right. Um, and the that was the second to last thing. The last thing is that if I don't do them right, when I'm if I if a moment arises in my day where it becomes clear because I received and I got some sort of feedback from the universe or a, a gut feeling that this is probably something that I should inventory, and then I don't do it, I ignore it. I I ignore that inspiration and I go about my merry way. Right? What is that? That's me deciding that I'm going to handle the situation myself, right? That I'm, I'm perfectly capable of solving this problem that I have created by myself. That's what I've decided either consciously or subconsciously. Um, at the end of my day, when I'm going home, I go home and before I go to bed, I'm doing my 11 step stuff. It, you will realize, I always realize, right? Uh, 11 step stuff is like, you go and you look at what could I have done better? Was I, was I living my day, um, you know, kind of, as well as I had hoped what part of, and I know that we aren't there yet, but part of what you do at the end of the day, um, spoiler alert is you, um, you want, you look and see where was I resentful, selfish, dishonest, and afraid. And it like, the answer is usually yes. Right? You will find something in there that you were resentful about. And maybe it's a baby thing, but maybe it's a real thing. And you're like, shit, I should have inventoried this. I didn't do that. That was me being, you know, that was me, running the the show, right? Um, do that a couple times in a row, right? If, if you've, if you've experienced that before where you, you find that you're continuing to ignore these, um, these opportunities to do 10 steps, um, you're going to start to feel really crazy. Uh, and that's when this paragraph about let, resting on our morals, heading for trouble, um, alcohol is a subtle foe. We have a reprieve contingent on our, the maintenance of our spiritual condition, that's when those, those paragraphs start to get scary, right? Those aren't just like, a, those aren't just like, oh, you might be kind of a dickhead if you don't do these, you might be kind of unpleasant to be around if you don't do these things. That's when it becomes uh, watch, watching people that you love in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous relapse, right? Or watching or seeing people that you went to high, you know, high school with die, right? That's, you know, that's what I, when I read 85, that's how I read it now. It's not like, um, uh, it's serious. This is a life and death program and, um, working the steps, all of the steps, the way that they're described in the book, the instructions on page 84, um, that's the spiritual program of action. We don't let up on that. We don't rest on our laurels. We continue to do it. Not only is it, not only do I do it because, you know, I'm convinced that if I don't do it, I will die an, al an alcoholic death. I also enjoy doing them because like it says, it, uh, I, it helps me to continue to grow in understanding and effectiveness. I haven't, I haven't battened down my hatches and decided that I have all the information, all the spiritual information that I need to survive for the rest of my life. I'm cool, right? I haven't decided like, that was awesome. Those steps were great. 
I've enjoyed AA. I'm going to, I think I'm just going to stop here. I'm going to, I'm settle in here where I'm at right now. Um, no, the point is that I'm continuing, like I want to continue to, to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And the only way that I've ever found to do that is to continue to engage with this work. And that's where 10, 11, and 12 become so important and so fucking cool. That's uh, like such a joy. It's such a joy to talk about too. And it's a pleasure to do it. I'm going to pause and stop there. Um, thank you very much. Keep listening. Step 11 and step 12 are dope as shit. This has been a podcast greater than yourself. A podcast greater than yourself was created by recovered alcoholics. All involved in the creation of this podcast are active members of Alcoholics Anonymous who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.